This evening we are going to learn some spiritual lessons from a deer. From a deer. A deer is a very beautiful, graceful animal, isn't it? Let's look at some interesting facts about deer first, and then we'll look at some lessons that we can learn from the deer. Number one, do you know how many species of deer are there in the world? Now, when you look at the deer, you may say, hey, all deers look alike. But there are actually over 60 different species of deer worldwide. And deer are present on all continents except Antarctica. 60 different species of deer. Now, what are the different names for deer? You know, the male deer is called as a buck. As a buck. Bucks are the only deer that grow antlers, which they shed each winter and grow back again in the spring. Now, animals such as antelope, they resemble deer in a number of ways, but they have actually horns instead of antlers. And the difference between horns and antlers are that horns are not grown and replaced like the antlers. So a male deer is called a buck, and a large male deer is called as a stag. A female deer is usually called a doe. Now you remember sound of music, doe, a deer, a female deer. A young deer is usually called a fawn, and a group of deer is, is known as a herd. Now, what is unique about fawn is that a fawn can normally walk within half an hour of being born. Imagine that. Within half an hour of a fawn being born, the fawn can start walking. And female fawns will usually become independent from their mother after they turn two years. But young bucks or the male ones will leave just after a year itself. Fawns do not have a smell, and as a result, you know, predators are not able to sense them. Fawns are actually protected by a lack of scent. Also interesting thought is that the fawns are born with four teeth, and by the time they are one and a half years of age, they will have all of their teeth. Okay, now experts can determine the age of the deer by the formation of their teeth. Now imagine, okay, a fawn, as soon as it's born, within half an hour can start walking, and a fawn, when it's born, has four teeth also. Now what is unique about their stomach? All species of deer have a four-chamber stomach, which allows them to chew the cud. What is chewing the cud? It's a process of partially chewing the food, regurgitating it, and chewing it again to make it easier to digest. So they have four stomachs to do the <coughs> process of digestion. Number five, is there anything unique about their eyes? If you have noticed, you'll find that the deer's eyes are located on the side of its head. <coughs> on the side of its head. As a result, it gives them a 310-degree view. The advantage of this is that the deer can see 310 degrees all around. It cannot see at the back, but 
all around across it can see the side as well as the front so this wide view allows the deer to be totally aware of its surroundings even while staring straight ahead but the disadvantage of this is that it's not able to focus on one location with both eyes as a result the deers have very poor depth perception they also have a lower resolution than the eyes of the human beings and some say that the deers are also color blind number 6 anything unique about their hearing the deer have a great sense of hearing if their eyes are not as powerful as in a humans their ears are definitely much much sharper they have a lot of muscles attached to their ears which allow them to turn their ears in any direction without moving their heads and they can hear higher frequencies of sound than human beings so a deer's hearing is far far superior than that of you and i and as a result they can detect the faintest of sounds now this helps because the deer's hearing being so sensitive it can determine how far away a sound was made or of the danger that is ahead so when a deer hears a sound it will instinctively instantly turn its head and points its ear in the direction of the sound and it will focus and all its attention on smelling that region looking around listening for any more signs of danger if the deer does not smell or see any danger after checking the area out it will normally go back to its normal routine now how do deers communicate with one another how do deers communicate with one another the deers communicate through sounds body language and this what is called as a scent marking now deers use a combination of all of these okay they would use different sounds to warn other deer of danger okay they would also perform certain motions with their either their tails or their ears or their heads or their hooves to communicate to each other to ward off the predators and also they communicate their location and mark their territory through the secretion of chemicals through their hooves urine and saliva so through these three areas the scent marking that they do they know okay you know another group of you know herd of deer has been here they are able to get that scent and as a result the uh, the predators also looking for that scent so if they are being chased they would want to take away that scent and as a result they will get into water so that they can wash themselves off of these scent number 8 how high can they jump how high can they jump do you know that a deer can jump up to 10 feet and they are also very good swimmers they are also very good swimmers often times when they you know a bigger animal is chasing them it will get into you know the streams into the rivers so that you know they can number 1 wash off the scent and also they just keep their head above water so that these animals cannot and you know, capture them now what do deers like to eat the deers are herbivores which means that they eat only plants and grass but they are not picky eaters they will snack on whatever is you know, given to them in terms of the 
plants and grass. What's the lifespan of a deer? The lifespan of a deer is normally 10 to 15, uh, 10 to 25 years, depending on the species. Sometimes they may die beforehand because of a wild animal that has attacked and, and, attacked and killed them. Or maybe when they are crossing you know, uh, streets, crossing roads in these jungle areas, you will find them, uh, them crossing the road and maybe a vehicle hits them and they die. So their lifespan depends on you know, these situations. But if they are, uh, don't come into these situations, average lifespan is some 10 to 25 years. So what are the life lessons that we can learn? Do you know that the Bible speaks about the deer? There are plenty of verses. And then the relationship that is there between the deer and our spiritual life. Remember when we looked at you know, between the chicken and an eagle, the Bible speaks about we should be like the eagle and not like the chicken. Here again, the Bible does speak about different verses that speak about how our lives should be like the deer. And those are some of the verses that we will look at this evening. Number one, the question we must ask ourselves is, are you thirsty like the deer? Are you thirsty like the deer? Psalm 42 and verse 1 tells us, as the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. As the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul for you, O God. A, a deer is thirsty. A deer tends to feed near water. When they are sick, they will lie near the water, knowing that this is the most important thing that they and I require. Now, when you think of this verse, verse uh, now chapter uh, Psalm 42 and verse 1, when it says, as the deer pants for streams of water, what is the picture that comes into your mind? Is it a picture of a, of a deer skipping up to a clear, bubbly, flowing spring and gently lapping up the refreshing water? Or do you see the picture of a deer that is dehydrated, a deer that is you know, totally weak, somehow dragging itself across another region, desperately in search of water, clinging on as it were to deer life, and nothing seems to quench its thirst as this fresh, you know, reviving water. That is the picture that you know, the psalmist is using over here. Remember that deer's simple, single-minded desire to have its thirst quenched points to what ought to always be true in our relationship with God, that we long to be satisfied in Him. As the deer recognizes if there is no water, it's going to die. Similarly, our thirst for God should be like the thirst of the deer. They say, Lord, if I don't have you in my life, it is going to be dry. I'm going to die. Is that the type of a thirst that you have for the things of God? Or do you think you can get away you know, by not thinking about God? No. As the deer pants for the water brook, so pants my soul after you. That is what the psalmist is saying. So that's the first checkpoint in our lives this evening. Are you as thirsty for God? Or is your thirst for some things that the world is offering? Number two, do you know where to go to? When you're in a dry place, when you're in a dry place. In Psalm 63 and verse 1, it says, O God, you are my God, earnestly I seek you. 
my soul thirsts for you, my body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. In a dry and weary land where there is no water. Now, when we find ourselves in a dry place, do you know where to go? Do you know that Jesus is the one who can fill our thirst? Do you know that Jesus is the one who is able to take the dryness out of our life? Or do we reach for other things to quench our thirst? Some people, you know, when they are feeling down and out, they will say, I will look up some entertainment or maybe I will, you know, eat some more food, you know, I will say I'm going to play with some, you know, video games, you know, or they will say I want to just, you know, go out and, you know, play some sports. Instead of, you know, when you're feeling down and out, you and I should come to the Lord. The Lord is saying over here, earnestly I seek you, my soul thirsts for you, my body longs for you in a dry and weary land. There are two times when a deer develops tremendous thirst. One, when he's running away from danger, and the other, when he's facing an opponent in combat. In these two times, that's the time that the, uh, the imagery of the uh, deer panting for water comes in. When the deer is hunted, he will take to the river and stay submerged as long as he can hold his breath. He will then swim downstream in the middle so as not to touch the branches on either side. And sometimes he will stay completely submerged except for his nose. That is how he gets away from the enemy. When the enemy is attacking, he says, you know, this is how I'm going to get you know, uh, free from the enemy. I'm going to run to the water. Where do you go? When things are bad in your life, you know, go to the Lord. Remember, you need God in the bad times of life and you need God equally in the good times of life. Reading God's word daily is the key thing for you and I to make sure that our reliance is on God. Fresh water, remember, fresh living water comes from the Lord alone. So ask yourself the second question, when you have problems in your life, when you have tough situations in your life, when you do not know what is happening in your life, the circumstances in your life you know, have put you off, what do you really crave for? Do you crave for a closer walk with God? You know, or do you crave for something else that the world is offering, trying to fill up that emptiness? Remember, Nothing can fill the emptiness in our lives. Only the Lord Jesus can fill that up. Number three, is quietness and confidence your strength? Is quietness and confidence your strength? You know? A deer will not stop and drop its head to drink until it feels perfectly safe. Okay? Remember we said 310 degrees the deer can see but obviously can't see at the back. So only when the deer is sure that it is perfectly safe and the environment is quiet, free of any foreign scent, no sounds of any predator or sounds and scents in a which will warn of any danger. When all that is not there, only then will a deer stop, expose its neck and drink of the water that is available. And even when it's drinking the water, it's void of all sounds whatsoever. 
there is no squawking or chirping or rooting sounds, but everything is totally calm, totally calm. This is the confidence that the deer has. Now, what type of a confidence do you have? When there are situations around you, can you say with Isaiah in chapter 30 and verse 15, this is what the sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel says, in repentance and rest in your, is your salvation, in quietness and in confidence is your strength. In quietness and in confidence is your strength. Can you say even this evening, no matter whatever happens to me, I have my confidence in God. I'm quiet, I'm assured that God is the one who is in control. Is that peace in your life about it? Number four, another interesting thought is, are you walking in high places? Are you walking in high places? Psalm 18 verses 32 to 33 says, It is God who arms me with strength and keeps my way secure. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and causes me to stand on the heights. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and causes me to stand on the heights. The Lord likens us to an eagle to soar up in the sky. Here the Lord is saying, you and I, when we are putting our trust in him, he says, he makes my feet like the feet of a deer and causes me to stand on the heights. Deer are very graceful and sure-footed animals. They would not really stumble often. They're able to climb up heights, you know, the mountainous areas as it were. Why? Because God is the one who has enabled them to walk on high places. Now, walking in high places means that you would walk with God in the place where he dwells where he dwells. The deer is able to scale treacherous, tough terrains and elude the predators. Deer's legs are even able to jump on hard and sharp rocks to get to the top of the hill, a place where the deer will be in much safer situation. Likewise, God is the one who strengthens us to flee from all these tough situations around us and get our confidence in God. Get to the high place in God where you and I will feel secure. So where are you walking? Are you walking on the ground level with all the situations all around us? Remember when we learned about you know, the eagle also, we find that when the storms come in, the eagles rise up above the storms. When the problems come into your life, God is the one who has created these, you know, and our birds and animals to make sure that they have a system which will take them above the circumstances rather than live in the circumstances. When tough situations come into your life, are you able to rise up and walk on high places? Walking in high places means that you will walk with God in the place where he dwells. God is the one who will enable you to rise up above the tough situations in life. In Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 19, we read, The Lord Almighty is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer. He makes me walk on the mountains. Now, when does Habakkuk say this? When he had so many questions in his life, when he had so many problems in his life. And then he, this is his declaration. He says, though the fig tree does not blossom, though there will be no fruit in the vines, yet I will still trust in God. 
yet I'm going to make sure that God is the one who is my strength. He will make me walk in high places. He will make me walk on the mountains. Have that confidence in God. When tough situations, bad circumstances come in, don't allow it to put you down. Don't live under the circumstances. Live above. Walk in high places. Number five, how do you respond to the difficulties of life? How do you respond to the difficulties of life? Climbing up to the high places could be more challenging than a level footpath in the city. But know that God has already given us strength like the deer's feet. So we are not supposed to ignore or even avoid the divine planning of God in our lives. God has created these animals with this sure foot, knowing that there is going to be these problems, knowing that the predators are going to come in knowing that the situations will get tough. So as a result, he has built, put this built-in system as it were. So difficulties of life, can you be in a sort of void or can you say, I won't have any difficulties of life? Not at all. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verses 12 to 13, it says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. God wants to take us higher and fulfill the measure of the fullness of Christ so that we may have a heavenly perspective for the trouble that we are having. Now, getting up to that level is difficult from that you know, plain ground. But once we recognize God has given us that ability, either we can respond with it to say, Lord, you have allowed this tough situation to come in my life. If you have created the deer so that it can climb up higher, definitely with your spirit in my life, I can definitely overcome this tough situation. If we have that attitude, like Peter says, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. That's a simple principle. Because if you are surprised, then you'll feel down and out. Why did this happen? But if we say, God has allowed this, there is a purpose. He wants me to take, take me higher. If we are willing to respond with that attitude, then we are able to overcome the difficulties of life. Number six, are you sure-footed? Are you sure-footed? A deer is so sure-footed that he does not look down when he runs. His head is held high and he looks far ahead as though he trusts something or someone else to set his feet in secure places. Isn't this what God has promised us? In Psalm 37 and verse 23, it says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. Let us be like the deer. Trusting that God is placing our feet in secure places, in secure places. He is the one who makes my feet like the feet of the deer. He sets me on high places. The steps of the Lord are ordered by the Lord. This is what show footing is all about. You know? Don't look down on that circumstance. Look up to God and say, God, you are the one I'm looking up to. Have that confidence and move on in life. Allow God to take you 
to the high places. Number seven, are you leaping for joy? Are you leaping for joy? Isaiah 35 and verse 6 declares, the lame shall leap like a deer. The lame shall leap like a deer. When obstacles come our way, what is our response? You know, the deer, what does it do? It can jump up to 10 feet. So when obstacles comes its way, the deer just jumps high, leaps for joy. James writing in his epistle says, count it all joy when you go through diverse trials and temptations and testings. Why? Because it is through these tests that our faith is being perfected. So what is your attitude when you go through tough situations in life? When you, have, when you go through the problems of life, if you notice in Isaiah 35, it says, the lame shall leap like a deer. It is not the strong ones, the lame that leaps like a deer. God does not want his people to be lame people. He wants us to jump over every obstacle. Don't say I'm lame. Don't say this is broken. Don't say I cannot do it. Trust God to enable you to overcome whatever obstacle has come in your life. It's like the obstacle race. Don't just because you got knocked off on the first one, don't stop and say it's over. No, keep moving on. Keep overcoming the obstacles. That is what we can learn from the deer. Leap for joy. <laughs> okay. Maybe in the last you know, days or in the last years, you have maybe allowed different problems to overcome you. And you're saying, this is how I am. This is how I, I will be. This is my problem. Don't give in to that. Rise up from that. Even leap from that with joy, knowing that God is the one who is going to enable you to do that. Number eight, are you loving? Are you loving? Even when you think of a deer itself, we'll say it's so loving. You want to maybe pet the deer. Proverbs chapter 5 and verse 19 says, As a loving deer and a graceful doe. As a loving deer and a graceful doe. To watch a mother doe with her fawns is a beautiful thing. And the Bible uses the deer to speak of love. God wants us to be like the deer, loving and caring. Not in a wild in nature, but individuals who are loving to others so that they in turn would be able to see us as individuals who are loving in nature. Number nine, are you consistent? Are you consistent? Deers are creatures of consistency. This species of the animal kingdom pretty well knows its territory. It knows where it can always find a few, you know, a good meal either of fruits or of you know, grass or of the plants. As for finding the source of water, this creature would also know exactly the local streams or the ponds or the lake. Okay? They are all marked well because of their constant travels to and fro. It's a consistent animal. But when it is moved out from these places, like when an enemy has attacked and the deer has you know, moved away from this territory, that is where it can be, you know, bewildered. That is where it can get confused, you know. That is where the heart of this creature will, you know, uh, beat faster, causing it to dehydrate, pant for water. It is in such times when it is moved away from the routineness of life, when the enemy has attacked, okay, that is the time that it pants for the water. And where does it go? It pants for the water brooks. And that is what the psalmist is telling us in this passage. Yes, in uh, 
1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58, it says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. God, say, God is saying, be consistent in your spiritual walk. But what happens? Sometimes that consistency is lost. Maybe you are doing a consistent reading of the Bible, your prayer, your coming together. I know your relationship with God was good. But something somewhere happened and as a result, it's become haywire. Now you're panting, you know, because the enemy has come and has attacked you. This is the time then, God is saying, as the deer pants for the water brooks. When you are finding yourselves in a strange territory, maybe because of an illness that has happened or maybe because of a failure or a loss, okay? You know, God is saying, come back and taste that good life once again. Pant for the blessings of God and desire to come back to times of normalcy. Ask yourself, where do you go to rest? You know, is it to the waters of God's love and compassion when that consistent streak has been broken? Or do we say, you know, I don't think what's going to happen. Let's learn from the deer to be consistent. And when the consistency is broken, let's search for that water. Let's search for the presence of God. Spend time with Him. And just like the psalmist, let us learn that it is through the longing of the heart for more of God and a deeper relationship and dependency upon Him that we will return back to the familiar surroundings of consistent living. Let's be like the psalmist. Get back to that consistent walk with God. Finally, number 10. Are you calm? when facing the enemy. Psalm 23 and verse 4 tells us, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Do you know that a deer keeps calm even when facing the enemy? A deer is graceful and can walk or run with ease. And this is why, you know, the deer is pretty calm when the enemy is coming in. Why? Because the deer can know that the deer is able to get away from that quickly. Okay. Now, you and I have something in common with that deer. The Bible tells us that Satan is our enemy. And he's prowling around like a roaring lion, like the lion is running after the deer. Satan is around, you know, roaring like a lion, looking for someone to devour. Satan wants to destroy. But you and I must be on our guard. And when he is trying to destroy us, when he is trying to capture us, what should we do? What does the deer do? The deer runs fast, runs fast. And then it comes by the river brooks and either it gets in, drinks, refreshes, takes off the scent. And that's what God wants us to do. When the enemy is coming in, let's not just stand around there. Let's be an individual who is willing to run as fast as we can to the Lord and find our strength in Him. Remember Psalm 42, which says, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. Can this be true of your life this evening? That your thirst for God, whatever has happened in your life, whatever situation you're going through, you're saying, Lord, I know you're in charge. You're going to take me up to high places. I'm going to rise above that circumstance. I'm going to have that confidence in you, trust in you, be at peace, because I find 
my confidence in you and you alone. Let's bow our heads in prayer together. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time that we could learn from the dear simple principles, but principles that would definitely make an impact in our everyday life. Lord, we thank you that we can fulfill our thirst in you, not in what the world offers us, Lord, but in what you have to offer, a peace and a confidence that the world can never give, can never take away. So, Lord, let's be like the deer. Let's learn to live in high places, climb up to high places, make our feet sure-footed that we can rise above the circumstances and the situations of life. And know, Lord, that you're the one who takes care of us. You're the one who looks after us. Let our thirst be constantly fulfilled only in you and in you alone. Even this evening, we give ourselves into your hands. Make this a reality in our lives. Even this coming week, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.